it's Allie Burks, the worship leader for the local church, and you're listening to the Sunday Sermon Podcast featuring sermons from our Sunday liturgy. The local church is a bold and inclusive faith community based out of Chatham County, North Carolina, committed to being with and for one another, our community, and our world. In this time of social distancing, we continue to gather virtually for the work of worship every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. over Facebook Live and YouTube. So wherever you find yourself, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, you have a place at the local church, and we'd love for you to join us. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad you're here this morning. Yeah, Lisa says she's just singing along anyway. Thanks, Lisa, for that. Um, That was your solo. That's what that was, everybody. That was your solo this morning. Um, my name is Brent. I'm the pastor here at the local church. It's so, so good to uh, to be with you this morning, to to celebrate what God is up to here in our midst, um, and to, to just be together, to mark time together, to gather for a, a common purpose at a common time. Uh, one of the things we say every week is that uh, wherever you are on your spiritual journey, whether you are just dipping your toes into the waters of life and faith, or you are a seasoned veteran, you have a place at the local church. You belong here. Um, and we are more whole with you. As Ali said earlier this morning, we are more whole with you. And we thank God uh, for your presence among us this morning. Our hope every time we gather is that uh, is that what we do here, the songs that we sing, uh, the prayers that we pray, the scripture, that it all empowers you and equips you by God's grace to go into this world and to love where you are. And so whether you're watching, uh, participating this morning from Virginia or Georgia or Florida or Illinois or Utah or North Carolina, Wherever you are, know that you are local somewhere and you have a place here at the local church. Thanks be to God for you. Before we begin, uh, I want to mention two things. One uh, celebration and one uh, celebration of another kind. Uh, Sarah Neal, who read scripture for us this morning, turned 15 yesterday. And so happy birthday, Sarah. We celebrate with you and uh, give God thanks that you were born. Um, I also want to lift up this morning for the good of the community, uh, let you know that that uh, Jane Reeb, our, our sister, her dad uh, passed away earlier this week on Tuesday. And uh, we celebrate his, uh, his life and give thanks for the ways that his love uh, uh, poured into Jane. And and that's a love that we continue to feel as well. And so Jane, I hope and pray in the next few days and weeks and months and years that you will feel God's presence um, and, uh, and feel ours, our love as well this morning. We are praying for you and with you, my friend. Let us pray. God, in whom we live and move and have our being, Send your spirit upon us now. Open our eyes, our ears, our hearts to experience you and to encounter you in new and fresh ways. Speak to us, O God. You are our helper. You are our comforter. You are our advocate. Give us what we need this day. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Well, before we begin, how are we doing? How are you? How are you? Um, I'm in my home office here. As you can see, you might be in your living room or maybe you're still in bed. Maybe you've got your phone or iPad propped somewhere while fixing breakfast or making coffee. Wherever you are this morning, would you give me your two-word check-in? 
we did this a couple weeks ago. Uh, put it in the comments there. Uh, we've done it a few few times now. It really helps me uh, know how you are, check your pulse, get a feel uh, for, for where we are collectively, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, whether live now or on demand. What two words describe how you arrive today? Mine would be more coffee, more coffee. Here in North Carolina, friends, um, we're in the midst of uh, of phase one reopening. Businesses are able to reopen and restrictions are being relaxed, even though stay-at-home orders are still in effect. That's very important. And, uh, and I don't know if you've felt it recently, but as the curve seems to flatten and we just barely begin to emerge from the places that we have uh, spent the last 10 weeks or so, I can feel a shift in the mood and the morale. Heavy sighs at the end of another day, a growing impatience within, perhaps, a general malaise that, that seems to sink in and some tension as well. Do you feel this? Is this your reality too? And maybe I'm just missing it, but I feel like the, the cheers of we're all in this together aren't nearly as pronounced as they were a few weeks ago. The applause for essential workers seems to have died down a bit. Perhaps the novelty of our current situation has worn off or you just want to go to Target and walk around aimlessly like the olden days. Anybody? I don't know about you, but I've felt some impatience in myself, and I wonder if you've felt similar things that are growing within you as well. If you're feeling any of this uh, from where you are this morning, the good news is this is completely normal. What you're feeling is real, and as always at the local church, permission granted to feel all the things. But there's actually a term for this. If these feelings are yours, you're experiencing something called the third quarter phenomenon. The third quarter phenomenon. Psychologists who have studied people isolated on missions in submarines and space stations and in bunkers near the South Pole have determined that there is a point in time, usually just after the halfway point of a mission, when morale just tanks. There's a point at which irritability becomes more prevalent, uh, bringing with it feelings of hopelessness and frustration and resentment. It's that feeling where you start to look back on where you've been with a sense of accomplishment that you've made it this far, but then you look forward, you realize how far away the honeymoon phase was and, and your heart sinks because you see an equally long road ahead. Yay. Can anybody relate to this? This is the, the third quarter phenomenon. These feelings come with isolation. They come from feeling untethered or unanchored to what once gave you safety, disconnected from a sense of normal. They come when you're cut off from the connections that had once rooted you, sustained you, and given you life. And well, here we are. Welcome to the third quarter. We're in the fourth week, I think, of our sermon series that we're calling The New Normal. Uh, I think it's the fourth week anyway. Third quarter, fourth week, it's anybody's guess. No one knows, really. But, but this is a series that not only describes our present reality, in the midst of a global pandemic, but it also describes our ever-present ever reality as people living on this side of the resurrection. Whether we're talking about how our life will be different going forward as a result of these quarantines or wondering how we are changed following an encounter with the risen Christ, there's a sense, isn't there, that we can't go back to where we've been. We're being pressed into a new normal, a reality in which everything is brand new. One of the things researchers who study the third quarter phenomenon have found is that 
People who have experienced this have no problem embarking on more space missions or, or working again in Ant Antarctica. And uh, they crave it. And that's because those experiences gave them space to reassess their lives, to ask themselves important questions, to take stock of their values. And that's our hope for this series, The New Normal, that we'll wonder together as we move into our new normal, what do we leave behind? What do we take with us? And what new thing is God doing in our lives and in the world? This morning, in the scripture passage that Sarah read, Jesus is with his disciples on the night before he'll be crucified. He's just shared in the Last Supper. He's just washed his disciples' feet and has given them the new commandment, love one another as he has loved them. Jesus knows that the disciples are about to be thrust into a new normal themselves. And so last week we heard Jesus give them some reassurance. Do not let your hearts be troubled, he said. I'm going ahead of you to prepare a place for you, a place where there is room enough for everybody, where it's everybody in. And this week we hear the continuation of Jesus' words to his disciples. We hear more words of comfort, words of hope. But for Jesus, these aren't merely platitudes. They're not just empty words. There's substance behind them. There's presence. Jesus doesn't just say that he'll be with them when he's no longer physically present. He says that God will send an advocate to be with them. This is the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, the very presence of Jesus. When the disciples can no longer see Jesus, when he's more than six feet from them, when they can no longer embrace or share knowing glances or inside jokes or eat from the same loaf of bread, when they can no longer receive his teaching in person or be corrected by him or comforted by him or encouraged, Jesus says his presence will be with them in the form of the Spirit. Not just with them, but in them. And like Jesus, the Spirit will be their advocate because he knows they'll need it. He knows that the road ahead for his disciples is about to get really, really hard. He knows that his death is going to leave the disciples afraid and anxious and vulnerable. He knows that his death will leave them isolated and untethered and unanchored to the things that once gave them safety. They'll be disconnected from a sense of normalcy, cut off from the connections that have rooted them and sustained them and given them life. You know anything about this? but I won't leave you orphaned, Jesus says. I won't leave you desolate. I won't leave you alone. I won't leave you forgotten or disconnected or without a family. The Father will give you another advocate, Jesus says, and it's my presence within you. This is what you'll take with you as you move into your new normal, he says. The Greek word here for advocate is paraclete. Not parakeet, the bird, but paraclete, like what you might wear to play soccer, a pair of cleat. Anyway, can we, can we say that together though? Paraclete, paraclete. Good job. And yes, paraclete means advocate, but it has a lot of other meanings too. It's one of those cool Greek words that is just so rich in meaning that one English word doesn't cut it. Paraclete can mean advocate or instructor or comforter or encourager. Its literal meaning is one who comes alongside. We're Johannine scholars by now, having spent many of the last few weeks in John's gospel. And so you know that one of the major themes in this book of the Bible is relationship. 
It's Jesus' abiding presence. And that's what the Spirit does. The Spirit is the presence of Jesus that abides with us, that comes alongside us wherever we go. But the Spirit is not just there to, to hang out. It's not just there sort of following you around like Pigpen's dirt cloud in the Charlie Brown cartoons. This accompaniment, this Spirit that comes alongside has a purpose. And when we, when we consider the word advocate, the purpose becomes clearer. Over the years, I've read this passage and come upon this word advocate, and I've assumed that it means the Spirit is advocating to God on our behalf, bringing our case before the Almighty as if to say, okay, sure, God, maybe there's this relationship that's been harmed. Maybe there are some moments in the past that they'd like to do over if they could, and and, and they had this opportunity to help somebody and didn't. But, but what I really want you to see, God, is that time they volunteered at the food bank or, 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 or that time they gave a 20 to somebody who needed it. Oh, and, and here is their attendance record on Sunday mornings. And as you can see, it is pristine, outstanding. But that, it's not, that's not what advocate means here not the Spirit advocating on our behalf to God. We don't need it. That work has already been done. It's already been accomplished through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. We've already been set free from that which once bound us, that which separate us, separated us from love. No, instead, the Spirit is advocating to us on behalf of God. The Spirit of truth is reminding us of the truth of God's love, instructing and comforting and encouraging the advocate, the spirit is the one who discloses the presence of God to us. The one who discloses the truth of who God is and who we are. The spirit is the one who brings the truth of God's love for you and for all of creation to bear in your soul and in mine. This season has been tough. I don't have to tell you that. Like you, I've spent hours wondering about this new normal and, and in particular, how it affects our work in the church. There are good days, days when things are clicking and I feel inspired. But then there are days I lament not being able to see your faces. I worry that we're not doing enough. There are days I'm concerned that I haven't called enough people or that it's been too long since I've responded to that email. And if that's you, I'm sorry. I'll get to it. It's coming. There are days I feel the weight of our community's need in days, I just feel overwhelmed and disconnected. Orphaned, you might say. I was explaining these feelings earlier this week to a dear mentor and friend. And at the very end of our conversation, after a long pause, he said, Brent, give yourself some grace. Give yourself some grace. I needed those words. I needed that reminder. So much so that I put them on my felt message board. And as I was organizing letters and arranging them, I realized that this is what Jesus is talking about. With those words of encouragement and love, my mentor and friend was, was mediating the spirit, the advocate, offering hope and comfort. I sensed the presence of Jesus, the spirit. I wonder if you've had, if, if you have someone in your life who speaks encouragement to you, reminds you who you are, someone who, who tells you the truth that you need to hear. And actually I say, I wonder, but the truth is I know you do. And that's because 
The paraclete, the advocate, the spirit of God is alongside you right now, abiding with you always and forever. Maybe you're feeling lost without anything to cling to. Maybe you're feeling unworthy of love. Maybe you're growing impatient. Maybe you're exhausted and that third quarter phenomenon is all too real. Maybe you're feeling disconnected from your community or isolated from those you love. Maybe you're feeling like your world has been upended and everything you thought you knew is no more. Maybe you're grieving what has been or grieving what was to be. Hear this good news, my friends. Receive this. God is with you, all around you and within. You are not orphaned. You are never alone. Hear it in the words of a friend. Feel it in a gentle breeze. See it in the smile of family on the other side of a screen. Read it in a card. Taste it in bread from a neighbor. Open yourself, friends, to the truth of God's love being revealed. Savor it and let that truth resound. The Spirit is near, as close as your very breath. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you forever and ever. Give yourself some grace. Amen. It's Allie again. If you love what you hear, share this episode or send it to somebody who could use some good news this week. We'd also love for you to leave us a rating and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. For more information about The Local Church, visit thelocalchurchpbo.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LocalChurchPBO. Until next time, love where you are.